What's going on, family? This is your podcast mentor, Jonathan Jones, and we did something different this week. We did something a little bit different, so we flipped the roles, all right? So I'm not going to be the interviewer of this episode. I'm going to be the interviewee. We, we did a collab with the Thrive After Sports podcast hosted by my guy, Mr. Taj Deshaun, and he's going to be interviewing and asking me the questions for this episode of the Your Podcast Mentor Show. So just want to give you that caveat. So this is a show for me. This is also a show for him because once again, it's a collab. But family, tap in. There's some gems. There's some great information throughout this episode. So enjoy it. Let me know your feedback. Let me know if we should do this again. But all right, family, it's your podcast mentor, Jonathan Jones. Peace and God bless. We will talk soon. Welcome to the Your Podcast Mentor Show with Jonathan Jones. Here you will learn how to start, launch, and monetize your podcast. In addition to hearing the latest trends and the latest and greatest things happening in the podcast industry. Are you ready? Folks, I'm here with Jonathan Jones. This is a big deal, folks. This has been a long time coming. We've been trying to line this thing up, get these schedules aligned for God knows how long at this point, but we made it happen. Uh, this man is everywhere like air. I'm telling you, this brother, every time I get on LinkedIn, this man is either speaking at an event, uh, hosting an event, attending an event, posting about the podcast. Uh, anybody who... He knows everybody. Anytime I have a conversation, I'm like, oh, you need to connect with Jonathan Jones. I already know Jonathan. I just spoke with Jonathan last week. This is a common thing that I have when it comes to this man. Like I said, he's everywhere. Um, Jonathan, first of all, thank you for being here today, man. Uh, I was on your podcast probably a couple months ago at this point. Now I get to interview you, get the pleasure of interviewing you. But man, for those folks who may be living under a rock, they haven't seen you everywhere like I have. Can you please tell the people just a little bit about who you are and and what you up to yeah man first of all Taj, let me just let you know man the check is on the way all right the, the check is in the mail you should just have to sign for it by the time the interview is over all right so don't worry i'm gonna get you paid i'm gonna get you taken care of so thanks um you know for for giving for giving that love and, and and that that warm introduction uh man but i'm i'm jonathan jones i've evolved over the past few years but man i just affectionately call myself you know your podcast mentor because at the end of the day, I'd help people launch and leverage podcasts, uh, you know, and that that that's really what I'm I'm all about these days, man. Showing people how they can take a podcast and how they can make it do whatever they need it to do uh, for their position, for their career, and for the next phase of their life. Love it, man. Hey, no check necessary. You know, I know you just cracking jokes, but <laughs> I meant that from the heart, man. It's one of those things where since I first really came on the scene um, with Thrive After Sports. I noticed you right away as one of the main people who was serving athletes. And I know everything you're up to these days is a lot bigger than the athlete community. But all that being said, man, you are someone who really walks the walk. You know what I mean? Like, and you mentioned that word evolve. Um, if that's one thing I could say about you too, man, aside from the, the hard work and the consistency is the evolution. I've seen you branch out into different things without losing the core of who you are, you know, how you really want to serve. Um, but let's take it back, man. I want to give people the history of Jonathan Jones before we get into what you're doing today. Once upon a time, you were uh, a college athlete, just like me, man. Mm -hmm. And um, towards the tail end of your basketball career, I think that would be a good place to start. What was it like for you hanging up the jersey for the last time and walking off the court, man? Man, but before we even, before we even go there, I want to I want to take it back just a little bit further because I was so I was a Division three junior college basketball player. Taj, before I was that, I was a Division three junior college team manager. Okay. So, you know, I'm I'm the guy packing up the packing up the bags. I'm the guy putting the shoes in the locker, putting up the jerseys, all that good stuff. And then I got the opportunity to, you know, be a part of the team through through walking on and doing all that good stuff. And then after we finished junior college, finished junior college, shout out to Richland, uh, where we got the junior college national championship. Man, then we're at University of Texas at Tyler. And bro, when I tell you I went through every range of emotion. Because it, it's, it's interesting where, you know, people see the one side of being an athlete and, you know, despite whatever level you're at, people get excited for you as an athlete, right? Like, you know, women want to be with you, guys want to be like you type deal. But what was going on in the locker room, bro, I was having a battle within myself because it seemed like almost every other day, bro, I'm like, I'm ready to quit. 
I'm ready to quit. I'm mad. I'm sitting on the end of the bench. I am the definition of what a cancer is, bro. It was so bad. Like after games are over, I'm sprinting to the locker room to get dressed as fast as I can just so I can get out. And I'm like, man, I didn't want to be here. It was just, it was terrible, bro. It was terrible. Okay. It was bad. And it was, it was my doing. It was my doing. But to get to your question, I just wanted to get that backstory because I know there's some people somewhere either they they're either going through the course of their sport or they finished up their sport and they might have some of the feelings that I have or had. But I want to let them know, like, if you're feeling this way, one, you need to really talk to somebody because you have a real great experience in the locker room or as a part of a team and you don't want to ruin those relationships because you're not getting the playtime you think you desire deserve or because you're not whatever right so i just wanted to put that taj what was the question man i forgot the question i had to get that off my chest man man i'm gonna come back to the question but because that was that was a lot to unpack there that i want to dive into sometimes okay. i forget that part of your story first of all about how you went from being the team manager to actually being on the court right and then it's so hard to imagine you as being a cancer to a team especially the way you deal with people and operate and network with people now it doesn't even but we were all young and you know immature at one point i've been there myself but um i appreciate you sharing that because i know a lot of people can can relate to it not everyone has a glamorous college experience you know what i mean me included mm -hmm. i didn't get the playing time i wanted i had some uh cancerous ways myself back in the day but just to go back to a second like how did you go from being the team manager if you could tell that story real quick how did that happen because i always forget that part of your journey yeah bro so um so I didn't even honestly want to go to college. My, my high school was traumatic for me. I played JV in high school. It was traumatic for me. Um, and your, your boy got fired on his day off because I was hooking people up at the grocery store, right? So <laughs> leading up to graduation, bro, I'm on the couch. I'll never forget it. I'm on the couch, Marietta, Georgia, in my dad's living room. And my dad walks in. He's like, son, what are you doing? You don't have to go to work today? And I was like, nah, dad, I'm off today. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't tell him what's going on. Don't tell him I got fired. And then uh, after I graduate, right after I graduate, I later tell my dad that, you know, I got fired. But literally day after graduation, I hit up my mom. I'm in the car with her leaving from Georgia to drive to Texas because I got fired from the job. And I'm just trying to get as far away from Atlanta as I possibly could. Then I'm in Texas. And, you know, my dad's an attorney, my mom's an accountant. So it's to the point to where, you know, uh, college is what was just next. I didn't necessarily want to go, but it was what was next. You know, my dad, he's an attorney. My mom, she's an accountant. It just is what happened next. So my mom said, son, you know, there's a community college up the road. You should just check it out. So I went up there and, you know, it was summertime when people getting registered for classes. And then I saw that they had I saw they was having a crazy open gym up there, Taj. Like, I'm talking about old school, like, New York style, all these guys on the sideline. And, you know, they're doing the whole open gym thing. And then I happened to run into the head coach at that time while I was getting signed up for classes. He was like, you look familiar. And I was like, mm, I don't know. He was like, yeah, you look real familiar. Mind you, I'm in Texas now, not in Atlanta. I'm like, he does not know me. So I, I start talking with him. And he's like, yeah, you can come over into the gym. I go in. I'm like, okay, I'm going to come to school just so I can play basketball. And then when it comes time to do tryouts, my man is gone. Same coach is not there anymore. I'm like, oh, dang, I was going to, you know, try to play on this relationship that he thought we had. And I was going to try to, <laughs> you know, finagle this into, into something more. And uh, I'll never forget Coach Coleman Crawford. He was uh, an assistant coach with Florida State when they beat number one seed at Duke. Uh, in the NCAA at one point. So I met him. He was like, Jonathan, we don't have spots for players. He said, you can come out and try out at six o'clock in the morning. But he was like, we don't really have spots. And unless you like really just show me something, then we don't have nothing for you. So until this day, I still realized that he was just giving me a test to see if I'd show up, which I did. I did the tryout. He was like, just like I told you, we didn't have any spots. However, I want to keep you close to the team. So if you're willing to be close to the team, then I can bring you on. So I said, you know, I'll take it. So I was team manager, was getting work study money. And then what? A year later, after him seeing me performing uh, intermeals and, you know, I was going, Taj, I was going ham. I was going ham in intermeals. 
All right. But, you know, then it got to that point to where he said, John, all right, you've been the manager. So now we can let you practice, you know, a day. So I went in and practiced. Luckily, I almost passed out. Okay. Beyond out of shape. Okay. Beyond out of shape. <laughs> but long, long, long story short, long story short, I'm, I'm bringing this to an end. Long story short, um, if I then started playing, I would have waved my red shirt and that would have been a year of eligibility gone. So didn't end up playing then, but the next year, you know, I was able to uh, get a spot on the team. But man, that's the that, that's the whole story. I never told that story on a podcast. But that, that's the whole story, man, right there. Wow, man. Well, I'm glad we got an exclusive Jonathan Jones story right here. You know, yeah. that's great, man. Like, so, OK, here, here's my question. And then I want to I want to move forward with the journey. Mm-hmm. If the plan wasn't even to go to college or to play college ball and then you went from being a team manager to being on the team. Maybe this is just being young because I went through it myself. That's why I'm asking the question. Like, you weren't even planning to be on the team. And then you made the team, mm-hmm. redshirted. At which point were you like, man, I'm not getting enough playing time? Because I know a lot of people listening, they're going to – at what point did you start to get frustrated with the amount of playing time you were getting? Bro, it was it was the first – well, no, no, no. The, the, the first year – yeah, so I was at that school three, it was like three years. Yeah. So the first year, I was happy just to be on the team, and I didn't really understand the game. The second year, I started feeling a little bit more entitled, even though I still hadn't earned, I still haven't earned, improved myself. So it was really that second year. But then like that that third that third year I was there at the junior college, that was when I, I actually started working up to getting playtime because... I was sacrificing my body and I was doing the stuff that, you know, that was required for the team. So that's what happened at Richland. And then once I transferred out to UT, bro, then I had a stress fracture in my shin. Mm. And that was when it started all over again, because now I'm in a boot. So now I'm sliding further and further down the depth chart. The guys are doing the tryouts. Coach makes up the roster. And then I finally come back and it's like, I mean, you're on the team, but we can't even give you. So that was when it was like a one of those type situations, you know, like uh, like a roller coaster of emotions. But mm-hmm. yeah, bro, and it was towards the it was towards the tail end. I was like, man, I can't take this. I don't want to just be the veteran on the bench. What I look like? So <laughs> yeah, man, it, it, it was it was tough though. It was tough. I hear you, man. I appreciate you being willing to even share that because. Um, I know a lot of people can relate. Like I said, not everybody has the glamorous experience. I sure didn't in college. And then there's that sense of entitlement. And sometimes, you know, there's sometimes a lot of athletes, we take this with us after college. Like you'll be entitled while you're playing. And then like for me, I came back home. I always tell people, I shared this on your podcast. I was thinking somebody was going to be waiting on me with a six-figure job just because I was, Uh you know, a D1 athlete. Like, hey, where's the six figures at? How come no one called me about a job yet? Oh, I have to go get a job. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so with that experience, right, I, I'm assuming you had like mixed emotions when you realize, oh, this is my last time, you know, on the court. Not that you can't go hoop. Of course, you can, mm-hmm. you can go hoop anytime. But like when you finished your college career, what was going through your mind? What were you experiencing when you were like, wow, this is this is really over? Yeah, man, I, I think it's um, it, it, it was just like how people talk about, like, you mean, you really have to grieve that experience because, I I had the opportunity to play with some really talented people. Like high school, we I, I, there's guys that hooped in my high school that some went on to the league, uh, some went on to compete overseas. And then when I played on the teams I played on, guys were like 6'8", 6'9", and they were skilled players. So seeing them go D2, seeing them go D1 from a Division three junior college, and then me having the experience that I had after, it was like, well – I wanted to go overseas. Like I was hopeful to go overseas, but I wouldn't have I wouldn't have got the experience that I desired to have. So just in terms of experience, um, I, I was just trying to ride that thing out. So after, you know, after my college years, I played small time semi-pro. And the part when I really realized that like it was gone, Taj, I was getting so pissed off in the game, bro. Like we would play junior college players in our semi-pro game. And as I'm trying to go for the rebound, I got these two guys pulling me up by both shoulders. Bro, I've never been so mad in a game to where I'm walking off. I kick the ball. I kick the chair. I'm like, bro, 
this is it. Like, like I, I got to be done with it because just like Drake says, you know, the moment I'm done having fun with it, I'll be done with it. And, and that was when I had to realize like, John, you just got to do something else. Like it shouldn't get to this point. It's, it's time to move around. So yeah, man, just, just trying to let that go and then really trying to find, okay, well, what is my next sport? What is my next thing? I think that was the part I was fearful of, like not knowing what is going to be the next thing. I got a, a bachelor's degree in psychology. What do you do with that? So, you know, that, that, that that's really just the emotions I dealt dealt with. And that was just, you know, the challenge that I had at that point. Mm -hmm. So I know you didn't go from, you know, kicking the kicking chairs and kicking the ball off the court to just walking off the court to being an author and a speaker and, you know, being the uh, the podcast mentor, like, what did you do from there? What was your next step? Like, how did you begin to put the pieces together for that next chapter of your life? Yeah, man. So uh, I, ha I had a um, like uh, just a smorgasbord of just different experiences. One was just getting a job. So I started working doing retail, and um, just just because at, at when I was in college, I was doing retail, I was working at Finish Line, you know, doing the shoes, selling the shoes, moving the shoes. Um, but I had a flaw in my character. So one part was the attitude times. The other part was just stealing, bro. I was so bad. Like in finish line, you know how you go, you buy $200 worth of stuff. You get a $20 gift certificate, whatever. People would be like, I don't want it. And I'm like, what you mean? You don't want it. They're like, no, nah, I'm good. You don't got to put in my information. I'm like, what? I'll put my information in for you. So started doing it more than like times more times than i should have so long story short when it came time for me to you know i'm, I'm in dallas now because i left tyler came back to dallas and you know this is right around that time where the basketball was done and all that bro uh this was when they're like john we want to bring you in to have you potentially as a manager assistant manager and i'm like oh sweet and they're like but your store is currently under investigation so bro just dealing with the character flaw there and then dealing with you know me doing some other stuff that still i never let go of right before i got fired in high school so it was character flaw it was integrity it was attitude so bro all of these things came full circle when it came time for me as i'm now looking for a job and now i have to go back to a job i had like in high school where i was working at a nonprofit. And man, I feel like this was where like God really created an opportunity for me to really straighten myself out because now I'm working with, with youth and working with kids and, you know, I'm just breaking things down for them. I, I'm challenging them on their integrity. I'm challenging them on their character. So going through these experiences, bro, this was why like teaching this stuff is what really helped me to hone in and cultivate, you know, who I was and just stop doing that knuckleheaded stuff, man. It's bad. <laughs> hey, man, if, honestly, if they're not going to use it, I mean, somebody needs to use it. So, bro, that's I mean, what at I the thought. end of the day, like, you know, I feel you. I know it's against policy or whatever, but what yeah. I love about that, man, uh, is how it sounds like you were almost not. I don't, I don't want to say that's rock bottom. Only you would know that. But you were in a position where you were working at the nonprofit and almost like thrust into this position of leadership, like you said, where you had to be a role mm -hmm. model to the kids. So wanting to be an example puts you in a position where you cleaned up your own act in like many different areas. I think that's a cool part of the story. Um, and I'm, I'm curious, man, because I know you do so many different things. Like what happened after the nonprofit? Were you still working there? Like, did you become an author first? Did you start speaking first? Did you start the podcast first? Like, how did things start to unfold for you business wise? Yeah, so I was working at the nonprofit and then um from the nonprofit, then i started to I, I started to go to grad school right so was was going to grad school and during the time i was in grad school studying to get my master's in counseling to become you know a licensed marital family therapist bro i got bit by the speaking bug right mm -hmm. so as i'm at the nonprofit, then uh my my boss he tells me john you know you go go get the masters do this do that because he had his doctorate degree so that fades out working at the nonprofit. Then I go off to, um, you know, I'm studying for the master's, studying. And bro, I thought it was easy to get the master's. I don't know why. Even though I see all these people in these posts, mastered it, mastered it. Bro, to get a master's 
it means you master a subject matter all right i want people to understand that you master something i did not have the passion to master reading articles i did not have the passion to master writing uh in an educational writing style so as i'm going through this i'm seeing that i'm not as passionate about this work as these people are in addition to seeing that there is one other person who kind of looks like me in the room it was different ball game bro different ball game long story short i ended up getting kicked out of grad school because i cheated okay i cheated i plagiarized somebody else's resources on their paper because i literally stayed up all night writing a paper taj when i say all night i literally mean all night i did not go to sleep that night and i'm like man bump this i'm just going to take her resources and put them over here I'm like that's not really plagiarizing i'm taking the resources it's fine no no that is plagiarizing okay so <laughs> bro get kicked out of grad school and now it's like man i gotta do something i don't know what i'm gonna do something so then I started going more so all into the speaking part, man. So doing the speaking and then from speaking, then it led to the podcasting and what now we're, we're five years into the game. Uh, you know, I've had a few different podcasts and use them different ways, man. That's why I want more people to understand. Like you use a podcast the right way. It can get you to where you want to be. But yeah, man, I was just, like I said, man, that character flaw, bro, it keeps on popping up. You see it keep on popping up. Well, you know what, man, just to find the silver lining in that, to me, what I hear with the uh, the store situation, using those discounts from the people who didn't want them, and what I hear with, like, you know, copying the resources, it's just being resourceful at the end of the day. Like, I know, listen, I know there's rules in place, but your oper one situation, like, I just want to point this out because I know a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, follow you and people are going to be tuning in. The first situation you were operating in a corporate environment so there's rules and regulations you just saw a window it's not hurting anybody you're just being you're you being resourceful also with i got a lot of people don't know this about me i got in trouble for uh plagiarizing a paper too in college so we have a lot of similarities that i actually didn't know about um it's just being resourceful man like i need to get this paper done here are some resources that can give me a foundation let me use these they end up coming back to bite me just like a bit you but it's funny how a lot of those things play out in entrepreneurship, finding windows, looking for ways that you can, okay, how can I use this structure and put my own spin on it? I think a lot of that applies. So Tosh, that that that's good, man. And I got it, man. I got piggyback, man. I know this is your show, but I got piggyback, man. I was listening to uh, an interview the other day, and they said it's, it's it's very interesting. Somebody was interviewing a billionaire. It was David Shands interviewing a billionaire. His name's Naveed James. And he said, I don't know how I feel about school because he said in order to be success, just basically what you were saying, he said, in order to be successful in business, it's like, okay, I'm going to, I can copy off you, right? Because at the end of the day, if I use what I know and you like, we basically share notes, this is how we get success. But in school, this is discouraged at the end of the day it's not it, at the end of the day we get the we put the right answers on the paper and we pass the test wow what does that amount to but in real life if you share your struggles you share your success you share your resources we both get to get to where we getting man right. bro that that, that 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 was a good call out Taj. that was a good call out. i see you over there hosting this podcast i see you i see you <laughs> no that's real man i think about some game that you gave me so when we were recording on your show you gave me some game at the end of it which i still listen to often about um speaking because you know i'm just starting to get my feet wet in that world of speaking i've just been coaching and podcasting all these years but like in the educational space we would have gotten in trouble for that because you were giving me the answers to the test but in business that's one man helping another man out which you know what i mean so mm -hmm. um but anyway man i'm going to go back to what you said you said something so key that i didn't want to gloss over about the podcast you said you've had many different podcasts over the years and each one of them served a different purpose can you just take mm -hmm. a deeper dive on that i think that'll be a good lead into talking about what you're doing now uh, as a podcast mentor yeah man most definitely so if if we if we really look at it and, I, and I'll, I'll take it from the lens of looking at different social medias right a lot of people they will go on twitter or snapchat and they'll share their alter ego if you will 
then you go on linkedin and you put your buttoned up self you know your headshot smile to the side with the shirt and the tie you post that and then instagram you just share images that you want to make people jealous of if we're honest <laughs> so uh in terms of man the podcast over time i've learned so the first podcast i started it was called jonathan jones speaks the podcast okay it was too much of me it was me on the cover doing like this <laughs> it was me looking like the chosen one uh have my logo on there have my name on there it was just a lot but i wanted to personally brand myself with this podcast and even going back to it now i mean if i wanted to do it now honestly i would say it's genius but it was just a lot of me at that time so then i said well let me take a step back then i changed the name to speak your success and it was geared towards millennials so providing motivation and inspiration to millennials just to uplift the generation Taj, the only issue with that podcast was i had a target audience but i didn't didn't have a target client okay and this 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 might go over somebody's head but if it goes over your head come back and listen to it at the end of the day with every podcast you should have a target client and you should have a target audience right so i later came back after i put speak your success to bed after like 275 episodes i create I, I i said wait a minute and this was right around the time of the pandemic i said i have to make this thing make sense and i said i want to start speaking to student athletes i already been speaking for like four years at the time but i was like I want to start speaking to student athletes how can i get in front of student athletes so then after having i started making calls making randomly calling people in student athlete development i even call people in development and you know development is the people who fundraise i didn't know that but i later learned okay <laughs> but i'm asking these people what, what's the what's the top three challenges student athletes are facing what's the top three challenges student athletes are facing what's the top three challenge they told me mental health they told me identity they told me tr uh, transition life after sports hence thrive after sports right so i said i'm gonna make a podcast and i'm gonna gear it towards providing that resource target audience student athletes and the staff that serve and support them target client could be the staff that serve and supports them or higher up right so by creating this content now i was able to empower student athletes and then for people on the outside looking in they say oh he has a sports podcast yes please look at it like that so now you see i'm serving your people and then now you'll see me as the authority or the expert in the space so then the opportunity to bring me in i'm relevant in that space okay so that's what i did with those and then now since things have shifted for me a little bit um now i i got the your podcast mentor show and it's because i want to help more people start podcasts towards the end of beyond the ball if you listen like the last four or five episodes you hear me talking all about why student athletes should have a podcast and just i just kept doing episodes about that and i said man hey after talking to my coach he said bro you need to go ahead and just put that podcast down and just start a podcast about podcasting so that's what i do now with your podcast mentor show podcast how to's podcast interviews and also just sharing uh, the latest in podcast news because i saw a gap and the gap is there's nobody that covers podcast news that looks like me there's nobody that has a podcast about podcasting that looks like me other people have podcasts where they say you should start a podcast or they talk about podcasting but that's my lane so that's what i've done over time speak your well jonathan jones speaks which was turned to speak your success beyond the ball your podcast mentor show that was a good piece of game you gave about, you know, for anyone thinking about starting a podcast, or even if they already have a podcast where you got to know, you said your ideal audience and your ideal client, correct? That's right. That's mm -hmm. who you're speaking. Sometimes, of course, they're the same person. Or it could be mm -hmm. separate audiences. But that mm -hmm. was that was a gem. Don't let that go. If you have a podcast right now, you're thinking about starting one, don't start one without keeping that in mind before you, before you do that. Um, but is there a specific reason? that you felt like it was time it was time for you to hone in on just focus on supporting others with starting and growing um their podcast i know you said your mentor kind of gave you that piece of advice but um i know and even before we hit record you were telling me you know you want more people who look like us to start podcasts but what what had you make this i don't want to call it a pivot but what had you really just lock in on this area of 
expertise yeah so one, one it was one it was it was a match in heaven so um before my coach even said that i should do the podcast on podcast and my guy like i was talking about before david shans i'm a part of his entrepreneurship community called the morning meetup and he told me before he even started because he created a podcast course and everything like that just like i have and he said you should help people start podcasts because at the end of the day the majority of people are going to there, there's going to be more people at the ground level that want to start versus people who want to make money from it the majority of people and i I've, I've realized this the majority of people start out and they'll rock for maybe two years if they're lucky the majority of people quit after six episodes but there's some people that find the passion they're like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and they go for like two years and then they realize i need to make money from this so this thing makes sense just to at least cover the hosting charges or you know equipment or whatever else but so that was a big piece him and then words taylor my my other coach he he was the one who was like do the podcast on podcasting but then the third part of this trifecta that made this thing so beautiful was once again i was trying to find a gap and anybody out there listening you're you're hearing me consistently say find a gap or just like i believe it's seth godin who talks about finding your purple cow the purple cow for me in the thing that jumped out taj there's many people who are wanting to speak to student athletes and if we really put it all down on paper all of us are going to talk about either mental health transitioning now it's more and more people talking about financial literacy now it's people talking about nil but there's five to seven topics that all of those speakers are going to fall in one of those categories i have not seen anybody else talk about podcasting in the nil space or talk about podcasting in a way to where it can cultivate a student's identity in a way it can build a student's identities network in a way it can build the student athletes brand and then in a way it can set a student athlete up for success post-graduation so this is why like as nil became to come up i was like oh this makes so much sense and now i mean there's a lot of student athletes starting podcasts now but as i look across the landscape i haven't seen any of them that have started podcasts that aren't partnered with a brand that have continued to do the podcast it's no coincidence it's happening very much on purpose and we all need a coach somewhere we all need somebody that gives us the lay of the land and somebody that helps us understand like what pitfalls to look out for what we should be doing what we shouldn't be doing and all of that i didn't mean to get on that little tangent but it is what it is man no that's not a, a tangent at all man this is perfect because i really wanted to spend some time in this area because i know this is you know this is what you do like I i've been telling you I send people your way like hey you need to you need to link up with jonathan jones like if you're thinking about starting a podcast i can tell you like you know how to do it but if you want to get like the actual blueprint you need to tap in with jonathan so this is actually perfect man because you said like the average podcast fizzles out around like six episodes um for whatever reason people just can't find the time or it's not making money or whatever the case may be but what mm -hmm. are some some just high level things you can give us right now for the people who are either thinking about starting it or who, or who have just started a podcast like what can you tell the people who are just beginning like what do they want to look out for as far as pitfalls what do they want to make sure they're doing anything you can share in that area yeah 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 for sure so um one thing i want to share is like we talked about before target audience target client we want to make sure we hit on that but um something that's even bigger than that is you want to identify what's the purpose of your podcast before you start like what do you want this thing to do for you and the reason I say that is I was speaking at uh the men of color summit down at Clemson and I met a young man I'll never forget his name is Dre Sean Mr Dre Sean so I'm talking with Dre Sean he's a high school student two sport athlete and I'm like Dre Sean like uh what what happens you know like what happens after college what happens next he was like man I don't know uh but I do know I want to be an engineer and I said okay cool and I said do you know any engineers my man said no I said have you spoken to any engineers he said no and I said do you think it'd be beneficial for you to have a conversation with the engineer and for them to lay out like you know how they got to where they are now by way of what they've done and he was like 
yeah so i told him imagine if you did like the engineers podcast and you just interviewed engineers my man's in high school he can get a clear-cut blueprint before he even thinks about stepping anywhere to a college in addition to having a network of engineers so now my man can get letter of recommendation and everything down the line so anyway we we can't get there if we don't have a purpose for the podcast right so there's there's that aspect of it um then the other part is don't compare please don't compare yourself to nobody else like please <laughs> please like it, it will it will drive you crazy when you're sitting there looking at you know like looking at taj podcast do numbers on youtube and you like man i can't even get three people to give me some views man what's up so like that's something that will take you out the game before you start because you're going to be so busy watching taj's numbers i call it scoreboard watching and you're going to take yourself out the game doing the work that you need to be doing and you know doing the research or studying whatever you need to study or however you want to lay out your content on your side so you know get clear on the purpose make sure that you're not caught up watching everybody else watch yourself know your own stats okay don't worry about lebron don't worry about you know uh Brittany Griner, you know Lisa Leslie I know she's been retired but either way you know we want to be we want to be equitable you know what I'm saying on the show we want to be inclusive so right. you know <laughs> but uh yeah man so, so those things in the last part bro don't don't get so caught up on the equipment upgrade later like please master what you have and then upgrade later up uh, you don't need a microphone right now just get the headphones with the mic jack or if you got some airpods just rock with that and learn how to edit right now with what you have so then when you upgrade to you know something else like if you got a macbook and you editing with iMovie or GarageBand, so then when you, it's time for you to upgrade and you want to go you know adobe or something like that you know and have already mastered how to work with that base level equipment so it won't be as much of a learning curve versus trying to just start at the high end and you know you throw yourself off uh from there man a lot of gems a lot of gems right there man uh a couple of my favorites that i wrote down i like how you said don't worry about the equipment right away because i know you see this a lot with with your coaching when you're helping people get started like i'm sure a lot of people that's one of their first questions and they're really they're probably really looking for an excuse to just not get started it's like procrastination at the end of the day do i have to soundproof the walls what headphones what microphone do i need to buy a three thousand dollar camera like chill out just record something and put it out there like I love that you touched on that man that was huge yeah bro well I mean I had to, the reason I had to hit on it because man I was that person Taj I probably over here have what one two bro I probably low-key almost have a thousand dollars worth of microphones over here bro low-key and I'm saying that because how many microphones are gonna use at one time one and two if you interviewing people not necessary bro not necessary not to start out it's not necessary and even with all those microphones though jonathan you still if you add up all your podcasts you still have hundreds and hundreds if not over a thousand podcast episodes so regardless that didn't stop you from recording when it's all said and done but that would stop True. some people from even pressing record because they don't have the thousands of dollars worth of equipment you know yeah you know? yeah you're right you're right another thing too man i i wrote this down i, I didn't want to i want to make sure we touch on this because I think, and you touched on this earlier, like a lot of people start the podcast and they're like, oh, I got to be like Joe Rogan or whatever. They're trying to compare like, mm -hmm. you know, people get discouraged if, you know, only five people listen to your first episode. Like you have to expect that almost, you know, and having a purpose behind it. Like what you said about networking is so key. Like what you told the young man with, with engineering and how he can connect with those people who can help pull him up. That's so genius. A lot of people don't look at their podcast as like, you know, a way to connect with the right people um do you when you're giving advice like when people come to you and they need help around what to focus either finding their audience or like you know what the purpose what the the, the goals of their podcast should be how do you help them narrow that down like should it be to promote my business should it be to network should it be a mixture of of all of them how do you tailor that approach man so it, it really it really depends on where they are like it depends on where they are and where what like what they want to make this thing do um because you know I was talking with some uh two, two gentlemen at Utah State and you know I was I was getting connected with them because 
for me, you know, I've thought that, okay, a lot of people who are student athletes, they want to start podcasts because they want to find a way to get paid. But then after I had them fill out this survey, they was like, oh, no, nah, well, I want to build my network or I want to, you know, build my build my platform. And I was like, oh, so we're not even talking about money. But it was what I thought. Right. So it just depends on what, what they want to do. And based on, you know, what they want to do with it, then, you know, I'll tailor and help them understand how they can roll out their podcast to make it do that thing. And the part about the networking, man, a lot of people, a lot of people who are successful, we don't even know who they are. We see their businesses, we buy their stuff, we buy their products, all this stuff, but we have no idea who some of these people are. So imagine if you interviewed somebody who's that successful and now you have an opportunity to where you can, you know, spotlight them or showcase them, you have a special connection with that person forever. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. Um, oh, this was so I was listening to one of your episodes. This must have been weeks ago. And you were talking about and I've been more mindful of this since I listened to it. You were talking about how to be an effective host. Right. And you were saying one of the things is let your guest talk. So for the people who already have podcasts, like, can you just go into that a little bit? Because I was listening to the episode like, man, he's, he's speaking the truth right now. Yeah, man. man. Okay, Taj over there doing his homework. I see you, Taj. Man, so, <laughs> I'm tapped in, um, bro. I'm tapped in. I see you, man. So, okay, so, oh, I'm about to, I'm about to, dra- I'm about to throw somebody under the bus on this one. So, look, <laughs> I've talked to a lot of people, and I'm like, "What's your favorite podcast?" And a lot of people say, "I am athlete," but then they always talk about how Brandon Marshall cuts off the guests, and he don't never let the guests finish. I'd be like, "Ooh," and I'd be like, "Dang, he don't." some of the time and the, the the this is how somebody can lose fans or this is how somebody can lose cool points because bro if if you're bringing somebody if somebody is a guest to your house right imagine that you know they come to your house they ring the doorbell they're excited to have dinner with you and imagine they walk up you just open the door and then just walk off right like, hey come on come on in they're like hey man what supposed to do oh man just sit down over there like that that's the equivalent of like over talking your guests, like you're not showing them that you appreciate them and you're not showing them uh, that you honor and cherish them. So we want to allow the guests to talk because when we allow the guests to talk now, one, they're going to give us great content when we let them talk. But two, depending on who that guest is or what reason you're bringing them in, if you over talk them and if you're always sharing your thoughts and your opinions over theirs right it's perfectly fine for you to have differing opinions that's fine but if you're cutting them off to get your point across one that's just show that's just showing immaturity as a host it's showing it's showing immaturity bro because you don't want nobody like after that after that engagement if the goal of your podcast is to build your network the goal of your podcast is to build your brand you're going to shoot your foot you're going to shoot yourself in the foot two times because after the person's a guest and you've talked over them, are they going to want to do anything for you? No. Are they going to want to refer you anybody? No. Is this going to build your brand? No. Because the people who are friends with the guest, they're going to hear you over talk their homeboy, their homegirl. And they're going to be like, mm, yeah, I'm not going to listen to this show ever again. So, man, that's a few reasons, you know, why, why we don't want to we don't want to kill the guest, man, because that's just bad business, bro. Right. I, man, I, I was enjoying that episode so much because it was like people, it was just so, so it was such an important thing for people to hear because people act different on the internet than they would act in person. Like in person, just because people are listening, like obviously we're having a conversation right now, but I'm hosting and this is being recorded. Just because it's being recorded doesn't mean I'm a, like, oh, well, people are listening to this. So I need to jump in and cut Jonathan off and try to get my two cents. Like I'm here interviewing you. So with it, uh-huh. let's move on, man. Let's move on from this. Um, another question I wanted to ask you, like when it comes to creating content, um, someone I'm like, I was a big fan of early on was Gary Vee because Gary Vee posts everything. He could be talking to people mm-hmm. on the street. He could be hosting the panel, speaking somewhere, anything that's recorded, he posts it as a podcast. What advice do you give for like, and obviously I know it varies person to person, but what are the different types of like content that you can post on a podcast if that makes sense 
Yeah, well, one, I got I to gotta chime this in because I was listening to an interview he did the other day because Gary Vee also cuts off people. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but what I will say is this. What I will say is this. I'm glad you said that. It appears Gary Vee posts everything. But if you really look at it, you probably rarely, rarely, rarely. I don't even know what his wife looks like. I don't know what his kids look like. You never see his family. And he set it up that way because I've heard him talk about it in interviews. But he just said he's very effective throughout the course of like 18 hours of a day or something like that. But in terms of content that you can post, right, let's say somebody doesn't want to be like front facing. Let's say that they don't want to be seen on video. Uh, one, one thing that one, one thing that you can post. Um, if you're a presenter, if you're um, somebody who's written a book. If you're somebody who does workshops, whatever, bro, you can record the audio of those sessions and rip that audio and turn it into a podcast. And here's here's another one, Taj. I don't think I've really talked about this uh, on another uh, in, on another podcast. So this 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 might be a double exclusive. Let's go. There's something. Have you heard of a private podcast before? Uh, yes, I know people were doing them on like uh, Clubhouse for a while or something like that, where it's only certain people have access to listen into it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Clubhouse—they got the you know they got the ones where they close it off and in certain rooms. Apple has the one where you know you can subscribe and then Apple takes like a thirty percent cut. But there are certain host providers, right, that will allow you to have a private podcast and then you sell subscriptions to that. So, like, let's say I record an audio book and then I don't release it to the masses. But I say, DM me the word audiobook and I'll send you a link to where you can buy a subscription to my private podcast. And then you can download that podcast into your provider, but everybody won't get access to it. So that's another way that you can, you know, that's another way that you can do with content for a podcast um, and also a direct monetization tool for a podcast. Uh, but man, even in addition to that, I've seen people record classes, right? Like professors record classes as podcasts because you know it's the same equivalent of audio but it's just easy to you know dial into and listen as opposed to having to log into uh, a course or log into you know blackboard or canvas or anything like that um so th those are a few ways but man you know just with self-care and where everything's going bro like meditation somebody can do record meditations uh meditations affirmations Make those in the podcast episodes and, and, and rock like that. That's good, man. Basically, what I'm hearing, it sounds like nothing is off limits, which is good because it opens up the world. As long as you have your mission and your purpose for the podcast line, you're, you're saying you can pretty much record anything and post it as a podcast as long as it lines up. This is true, bro. Anything, man. Any, anything. People, people are getting really creative now uh, with podcasts. And, man, I support it. I support the creativity. <laughs> same here man um by the way how are we doing on time i got i just sent the text to extend it are you good you have a little more time yeah 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 i'm cool i'm cool okay uh because we got to talk about the book man you mentioned audiobooks and everything earlier and i see the book sitting behind you get paid with podcasting like i know this is your what book is this man is this number <laughs> five four no 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 this ain't five you being too kind over there so um, well, I mean, so the other, so I put out a, a, a checklist. I put out a student athlete podcast checklist. I don't know if that counts as a book or not. It was an ebook. So I, I guess it could, if you wanted to, um, then I put out another ebook. It was like seven ways to best serve and support like your student athletes. That was an ebook too. So, I mean, I, if you count those, then I guess this would be four, but mm -hmm. bro, I wrote this one because like I told you before, I want more people to start podcasts and I specifically want more people to start podcasts because probably over the past week i've realized that this is my dei right this this is this is me doing my part in the work because it's creating an avenue to where more people's stories can be shared to where more um thought leaders can get into the space and they can educate other people and they can equip other talent and ultimately empower people for the movement of 2022 and beyond right because civil rights, you know, they, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King and, you know, everybody else who hopped in on that charge, 
you know they were that they were marching and they were hopping on the buses and they were doing the boycotts but now we don't have to do that now we can build our platform now we can we can build our own our own march by starting a podcast man you can put out your own message into the world and nobody can shut your platform down at the end of the day if you're posting on twitter you're posting on instagram you're posting wherever on social media that's least space right anybody can if you post something on facebook and old mark mark don't like it he's gonna pull it down <laughs> you know if you post it on instagram and, and that gentleman over there he's like ah you know what john that's a little too spicy for me i'm gonna go ahead and help you take that down <laughs> but with a podcast you're paying to host so therefore you're paying for your space so you can put out what you want to put out and share that into the world and man that that i mean that's why i wrote the book and that's why i on my profile i mean i've been saying it for the longest on my profile bro i got it to where people can get the book for free you can get the whole book for free you just pay for the shipping and i'm gonna ship the book to you i pack it up myself i ship it out myself right but just like um just like the bible tells us it says our people will perish for the lack of their knowledge our people will perish for the lack of their knowledge Taj, people are looking for a way to change something in life, but they're not putting the action and they're not putting the resources behind the resources behind it to actually get the result and create the change. We got to stop coming up with excuses and we got to start making some changes, bro. Like it just it is what it is. Man, you're going to get to preaching on here. We could do a whole episode about put uh taking action over making excuses man that could be an entire podcast episode we could do say this man said this is my dei oh my goodness you said this is my dei like that's i think that's strong man because it really shows like the reasoning behind it like you have a greater mission of course you want to help people of course you're passionate about podcasting but like there's a bigger picture behind what you're doing and you want to help more people um just thrive man like i love to see it i love to see it bro yeah man yeah i mean what I, I and the reason i came to it was because okay so for one going back to what you said about people making excuses and people not taking action so i was reached out to a i was reached out to by a podcast host provider uh by the name of castos you know sh shout out to matt and shout out to craig over there with castos and they came to me and they're like john uh, we got this idea for a private podcast if we want to do a case study would you be open to just building yours in public and I said yeah sure why not and then after we've been in this like I've, I'm building out the audiobook I just finished editing it the other day but now it's to the point to where he's I asked him I was like how have other people been responding I'm like what's been the success of other people and he said well people are shy and nobody else has really stepped up to take the opportunity and I'm like that's interesting and I said well what type of people are you looking for and then as he began to tell me different type of people I started looking at my network and I was like okay I know these people over here I know these people over here and the majority of them Taj are black and brown okay they're educated black and brown individuals so then I was like oh well I know this young lady here doing this I know this young lady here doing that so then I started to create introductions so now more people that look like you and me are over in the space and then now they're getting other opportunities because not only are they action takers but at the but also they have some value all right we're back we had a we were having some technical difficulties jonathan was in the middle of dropping gems and uh it just dropped on us but we're back jonathan i don't even remember what you were saying man i know it was some heat i'm gonna have to watch it back but <laughs> yeah man uh shoot i don't know what i was saying either i know we're just talking about D dei and i was just saying that man I, I want more people to uh to start podcasts and at the at the end of the day at the okay let me just let me let's go right here let's go right here let, let, let me give you some stats to close this thing out let's give you some stats okay okay so look i pulled this up today right this is today as of today there are four million 62,414 current podcasts that are listed, you know, on your apples and all that out there. Okay. So 4 million, right? Within the last 90 days, 500,000, 
511,539 have published an episode. What does that tell you, Taj? Things are not always what they seem. It's less than, that's almost like, what? That's almost like a sixth of the amount of podcasts that are active in the 90 days versus what we think are really out there. What am I saying? If somebody started a podcast today and they remain consistent for, we'll say half of a year, they'll be beyond the majority of the people that I just listed off. Taj, people got to start podcasts, man. That's it. That's it. Oh, That's yeah. It. And, and, and by 2028, it's a $100 billion industry. I think I said it once, but I'm going to say it again. Bro, $100 billion industry. Imagine what you could do with 10% of 100 billion. Imagine what you could do with 1% of a billion dollars. Okay. Man, it's enough for everybody, folks. Go get your slice of the pie, y'all. Go get your slice, man. Jonathan, as we start to wind down, man, of course, I want to tell people where they can get in touch with you, the books, the podcast, all that good stuff, how they can sign up to, um, for the, I know you got, man, you got so many different things going on, but before we do that, like, closing remarks, you closed, you gave us some statistics, but anything on your heart to share with the people after this great episode today, either about podcasting or just in general, the floor is yours, man. Anything you want to share for your closing remarks? Go right ahead. Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna close out with, by, by, by thanking you, man. Thanking you. Cause, uh, bro, I think this might be my best podcast interview. Time. Let's go. I think this really might be my <laughs> best go. podcast interview, bro. I, I really, I really believe it. And, and uh and, and i'm gonna say that because man I, i've li i've listened to to your show i've seen i see you take notes when you interview your guests man i see how how aware you are with the questions you're asking and you're genuinely curious man so uh, i want to give you your flowers j just on just on rocking the mic um you know uh today and, and being being a phenomenal guest and being an executor so so thank you for that uh and thank you for you know all that you're doing and bro the the word of encouragement i have for the people is like if it makes you uncomfortable then do it right you don't got to do a podcast like if you don't want to do a podcast please don't do one but what i don't want you if i want you to do the thing that makes you uncomfortable but then at the same time i also want you to remove yourself from the result and the reason I say that is because anything that is good for us, a lot of times is uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, after we do it, we feel so much better about it. Some people might like working out. My wife, she hates working out because she hates sweating, but she wants to feel good. I do too. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things like we just got to do what we got to do. We got to do what we have to do so we can get to do what we want to do. Tires, man. That's it. That's it. Man, strong remarks, strong closing remarks for the people right there. And uh, I appreciate what you said about me too, man. That means a lot. Did you hear that, y'all? Not just anybody, but the podcast mentor himself said I'm doing a great job with this podcast. So I appreciate that, brother. Um, uh, please tell people how they can get in touch with you, follow you on social media and anything else people should tap in with, man. Most most definitely, man. So I'm, I'm Jonathan Jones Speaks on like every platform for the most part. And if you want to get a copy... If you want to get a copy of my book, you can get your own copy. All right. You can get your free copy. You can go to getpaywithpodcasting.com forward slash book. Just pay for the shipping and the book is yours. I cover everything in the book from how to start a podcast. Just like we talked about earlier, getting clear on the purpose. I talk about probably like almost 20 different ways you can monetize a podcast. So getpaywithpodcasting.com forward slash book. Taj, thank you. Thrive After Sports family, thank you for taking the time to listen. Man, thank you, Jonathan. This has been a phenomenal episode. I'm excited to finally meet you in person, man, in a few weeks in Atlanta. It's going oh, down, yeah. bro. It's, it's going, going down. down, bro. It's yes, going sir. down. It's going down. Oh, and if this go, if this is out before the conference, I want to let people know, check out the, the Athletes Unite Conference podcast, okay? The Athletes Unite Conference podcast, where, you know, we pull the layer back on some things that everybody doesn't talk about. Uh, with with athletes 
and just for the work that they're doing but also you can meet taj and myself at the conference so yeah tap in there too that's right jonathan thank you for all that you do man thank you for a phenomenal episode i know people are going to get a lot out of this everybody check the show notes you'll be able to find all jonathan's information there and folks jonathan is a prime example of what it looks like to thrive after sports so we'll see you in the next episode thank you again jonathan appreciate you bro thank you my brother peace